welcome to the PC Movie Club uh, podcast, and this is uh, your co-host Aaron and my mother Lisa. Hello. And we this is our uh, third episode in the series of uh, vampire movies that we are have been wanting to talk about. And on this episode, we are going to talk about. Uh, South Korean vampire movie directed by Sunwoo Park in, released in 2009 called Thirst um, which original title Bakvi is literally translated into Bat it, it's pronounced Bakchui Bakchui? yeah I think Okay. <laughs> yeah. and this, this kind of uh, marks a kind of a change in our um, in our uh, uh, style of tr- vampire movies that we, we we are talking about because in the pre- the previous vampire movies um, were the Swedish film from Thomas Alfredson let the right one in and then the Tim Yarmus um, incredible vampire film Only Lovers Left Alive and these two films were kind of like um, kind of soft in their horror elements and they were kind of uh, they were more like drama movies rather than horror movies and they incorporate vampires but didn't they made a very alternative twist on it and they did something quite new on it and both of them were also very humanistic uh, in them and um, while well, I could argue that this is also, you know, a humanistic, I think a lot of vampire films in the end are kind of exploring human human nature. But this movie, it's it's like at the first hand, the best way I could pro- I could just uh, define it is plain out crazy. This is a crazy, crazy movie. Ah, you think so? Yeah, like when I when I saw this uh, movie the first time. No, I don't mean in a negative way, but yeah, I, I yeah. mean it's absurd. It's so like it's there are the the characters and the emotions and the drama and the stories are all over the place, and all the time something happens in this. And while Let the Right One In and Only Only Lovers Left Alive was like very, uh, they were kind of calm and subdued. And the story went very nice and soft. This is like... It's like an explosion. <laughs> and um, do you want to tell... Do you want to tell what... What is it about? What is the thirst about? Uh, I want to first say that I, I agree with you, all what you said. But I wanted, want to explain from what I think that it's absurd and crazy because life is absurd and crazy. Mm. It shows, to me, it shows it's very lifelike film about humans. And it sounds sounds crazy to say that because it's about vampires and it's a horror film. But yeah. life life is uh, such absurd and uh, and crazy. So it's it's the life itself. But the style, the style in which the movie is made, like the visual and the jokes and the yeah, it's the, very skillful, really. But but and everything like all the the 
it it like hammers all the the stuff to you like like in a way let the right one in is also about life but it's it's very it's about very uh calm and very uh, uh silent scandinavian life and this this is like it's very far from this that. is like totally opposite way of depicting but it life is. it's very it's ex- 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 extravagant you know very eccentric way yeah, of, of predicting life it's it's it is about mm-hmm. life but it's like it's it's total crazy circus way of portraying these characters mm-hmm. and this it's, story it's very far from scandinavia and in idea in ideas and also uh, in geography because it's south korean from the yeah, other I, side i don't know it. if it's because of the south korean um like culture or what or is it because of the director but yeah sometimes i feel like asian uh, actors or directors they can use more of this energetic way of being on screen and executing the story and i feel but 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 mainly you can really see this this thing in some work park style that he has this very eccentric way of of making movies which you can remember from old boy and of his more uh, famous film but so i love his style i really uh, love so i will tell <laughs> about this uh, this um, yeah what is the thirst about what is what are the we thirst. talking about yeah the name i don't go into the name but uh, later but it's um it it looks a very melodramatic film from the beginning it looks like a melodrama So there's a Catholic priest in South Korea. In, you know, a good-hearted Catholic priest. He wants to help people, and uh, even goes to uh, some ex- so much he wants to help that he goes into experimental medicine tests to help find a cure to a disease. But then he gets contaminated by blood, which was infused to him, and that makes him vampire. Hmm. And then he dies. Just in the beginning, and they say bye and go out of the room. These doctors, and <laughs> yeah. suddenly he gets up, and they turn around and woohoo! He got up and got to be a vampire. <laughs> so now he's a good person, and uh, and but with the vampirism, he gets in into other qualities like he gets passionate and he wants sex and he is no he's a catholic priest he's, he's trying to fight against all this but he cannot because he gets into sex and passion and love and lust and It's so yeah. on and and uh, and he gets so the, this um, this just mean Chanbuk Park I have difficulties with these uh, Korean names. I would love to know Korean, but I don't know. Sanwook mm. Park, he makes it that way. This he builds the film in slowly, slowly building up, and and going into fast and fast, and then we get involved into these events, and he increases the the all the volume in everything in mm. colors in action in emotions and in the end we are in it we can't help it we are in it till the end <laughs> and we agree to everything he does 
Because we have to. We, we just are in it and we can't stop it. It's like really like a you can You can fight against it, but it still drags you with it. Yeah, in the same way. And we go along this priest. From the beginning we follow the priest who is, is he gets into this same, this, uh, which we follow this. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what I mean. Murdering. Yeah, like that's what I meant. It's like, it's, it's, in, it's, becomes really crazy and you and like like the main character is end up in this 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 situation he that he just doesn't know what to do anymore yeah he gets right into thing. murdering vampirism and drinking blood and so that's the first maybe that that all them drinking blood from the for exact here they drink uh, mostly from the throats of the people <laughs> also in the beginning he, he that all, all the time he tries to do it nicely taking it from the people through a pipe, <laughs> through a... There is, there is this uh, coma patient. Yeah, coma that, patient. That, that he, he knows and there's this coma patient that he has helped and he he thinks that he can kind of, he can keep him alive and then still kind of take his blood and, you know, so it, he can, doesn't have to kill somebody. He's like trying to find that moral golden Yeah, but he, he really can't fight it. Because the badness, the evil, like comes into him, just like in the in the let me let the right one in. Mm-hmm. He blends the evil and good in in him, but but in a different way. This mm-hmm. <laughs> he it's it's so stupendous the whole story. That it's for me it goes. I love it. I love it. You know that this is this must be about the best vampire film I've ever seen, and I I. I don't know. I I try to avoid saying it because it's not very acceptable. <laughs> because uh, only lovers left alive is is a perfect film. Yeah, but but as a vampire film. And this not a perfect film. Perfect film is different. It's a, what? No, I mean a perfect movie. Like yeah. a perfect movie is so that you have a well directed, acted, filmed, scripted, edited, and then you have the whole balance package there, and you go out of the film like feeling good, feeling lifted up, feeling uh, beauty, mm. and that's what you do in Only Lovers Left Alive. Mm. It's a perfect film. That's why it's just a five star film for sure, and and. Uh, this uh, thirst it's exhausting you you know it takes out of you all the strength it's and you you leave out from this film feeling that that uh, being kind is not possible because it this priest tries to be kind all the time all the time and you go out from it that being kind is not possible you mm. cannot avoid being also bad yeah, it's so like it's, those it's, those human nature, that human condition. Yeah. In a so way that that's why it's not the perfect film, even if it has perfect acting. The, every one of them is acting good, mm. marvelous, and they support each other in those parts. They, it's I can't describe it. It's it's amazing to see, and then it's well directed. This director is something good. And the, its uh, cinematography is amazing. All the all the points from where he 
takes pictures where, where he takes us far and near and mm-hmm. up and down and just the right part in the action. He takes us everywhere and we are we are everywhere. We are up and down and everywhere. And and <laughs> and, uh, and then it's edited perfectly. Everything's perfect, but it's not the perfect film because we don't come out. Uh, you come by knowing that the life is not perfect. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in love is left life, you come out that the life is perfect. And you feel like cheated in a way because life is not perfect. And this is a realistic film. It's absurd to say, you say that it's not, you say it's just the opposite, it's not realistic. But it's no, realistic. I didn't, I, I, no, realistic. No, 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 I didn't mean it like that. I, I said it as absurd and it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But we see a lot of uh, what's going on in their mind in the pictures here, it's mm. re- which are not real. Things which are not real we see, like dreams or feelings. Uh, yeah, they, they, so yeah, they have this, uh, there's hallucinations and things like, like certain... Um, I don't think they're hallucinations, because I see things in... Everybody sees. You see, you don't see them, you see them in your brain, like. Everybody feels all the time there are, there are things coming on. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me explain uh, ah, okay. a little bit of what, what, in what context we mean we are talking about. Is that um, the movie is also like... Um, uh, it's about the priest, and then it's also a love story. It's a yeah. it's, triangle love story. It's, yeah, it's a triangle love story uh, where the priest, um, with all his urges and everything, he kind of focuses and gets this attention to this one girl, this one woman, and who is already married. And there, it becomes like a little love triangle or a little, uh, uh, what you could say, like a, this plot to kind of how they can be together with where even if there is this husband and then they they together they do all kind of like a little bit uh, unethical solutions or something to to break out of this this imprisonment that they feel like they are they are they are being together but then because they because of these acts that they do they kind of uh, imprison themselves in a new kind of prison which is like this prison of uh, certain guilt and moral struggle, you know. So because... you mean just a moment? You mean the priest gets into such moral struggle? The girl doesn't. No, no, the girl also. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very clear. Uh, she she also has this these visions and these this this uh, what do you, did you call them? Like these yeah visions or dreams or I don't know how you oh, how did yeah, you call in it? A way, yeah. The characters are tormented by these visions. Of guilt hmm. and of their actions. So that's what we mean, and it it, it it's kind of playing out in the movie very plainly and very uh, visually. You know, like it's it's kind of real existing, even though uh, well, you say that it's, whatever. Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> but you know that I saw in this now I have seen now this first four times. I look at it now before we made this podcast once again, and in the same time I watched a Godard film, Band Apart. Band Apart is um, flawless in Finnish, and there is the same story with that girl, 
in France than what happens here in, in South Korea. Because, because this, there's a girl, exactly like this one, is a, developing from a meek servant. She's first a meek servant, like this, mm. into a eager, living, inventive young adult. Like, she's, she's going the same thing, but no, of course without vamp nothing to do with vampires. But she's a girl who is wanting to live, and she is not possible, and then she meets these two, two men, and in Goddard's film, and they make a crime, and uh, she gets into it, and she don't want to get into it, but she gets into it, and then she's in it, and she becomes something else completely. She evolves into something else. Well, that is a, it's another film. It's a, we could go into it another time, but this girl here, yes. she's she's a servant, and she's very meek, and the priest feels sorry for her. Mm -hmm. and wants to free her. Here we have one case. I, I follow in films, you know, that this, uh, one type of films which I follow is women liberation, <laughs> you know, like men who want to save women. It's a kind of a syndrome. Yeah. A lot of men want to, in the films, save women. And here that priest wants to save this girl from her horrible position because she's suffering and suffering. But once she gets out of that, she gets to have have um, strength, become strong. <laughs> she becomes something else completely. She becomes a crazy vampire who kills and enjoys, and uh, she is really living. And that's what happens in a way to that Godard's girl in this Anna Karina in in a band apart. It it sounds maybe strange, but um, it just happened to me in the same time. So. This is this is really funny because I, I when I was watching the movie I thought she's total psychopathic. This girl from the, from the beginning I you describe it completely different than now I see it. So she was or maybe psychopathic from the beginning, but she couldn't show it. She was a servant, a slave. She was really a slave. If she couldn't say anything about it, you could say only see it in her eyes that she's something else completely. Yeah, yeah, and but mm. but. Um, she, she totally manipulated all yes, of her manipulated from, from, from her, she manipulated herself out of slavery yeah. it wasn't the priest that took her from her but she yeah priest and I didn't say that I said the priest wanted to take her yeah that's true yeah he had a good heart a kind heart and the whole point of this film is that your good and kind heart don't help you you can't do it it's not possible mm -hmm. you, you can't help people <laughs> yeah they do what they want, and this woman shows it. She mm -hmm. used every card she had in her pack <laughs> yeah. to, to become, and she's uh, one of the most good, the wonderful actors in the world. Yeah. She did it with full heart. You believe it every second, didn't you believe it? You believe that she's like that. Mm, but yeah. probably as a real person, she's not like that. She's yeah. actress. So she's a very good actress. She went full-hearted into everything. Mm, I yeah. see the best part in that film. Yeah, she has a lot of energy in it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And and, and the see, there's woman. it's interesting the also the relation between these two characters because in the end the these are the two 
vampires. She is a vampire and he is a vampire. It's not a. Um, yeah. It's it's clear uh, storyline of the movie and um, it's a bit it's a love story between those these two, two characters. Um, if, even though she she doesn't get to be a vampire uh, from uh, un, until from the middle of the movie. Basically, or more towards because the end. Because he gets blood from the vampire. The priest. Yeah, he turns turns her into a vampire because of he he because of uh, he killed her, but then he cannot live with the fact that she's dead, and he ha- he wants to he turns her into a vampire. Yeah, it's a and wonderful scene. That's the best scene in the whole film, <laughs> I think. In the beginning, when they make love, in the maybe not very beginning, but when they start to make love, they were in the hospital sucking each other's toes and fingers, mm. and it's done very uh, passionately. The film that. They're sucking and sucking and sucking their toes and fingers. Yeah, and also kissing and everything. Everything sounds every, so ugly. Yeah, and everything sounds fun. sucking. Everything yeah, is, it was. Oh, that's a Chan-Wook style. Yeah, so, it was really um, repulsive for me. To, it goes to some people and some not. It depends on the person. I, I love the whole thing, passion thing in this film. So in when he kills her mm-hmm. and... Then saves her, so they also he they start to suck each other's blood. In the same way as earlier, it's a kind of a double scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they, yeah. So they do that exactly as passionate when they were making sex in the hospital. Yeah, it's like kind of mirrors that that uh, sexual tension. Yeah, it, I think it's the main main scene in the whole film. For yeah. me, at least it is. It's one of the great uh, scenes in cinema. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's it it's uh, done uh, even greater this feeling when you know, when we see the mother-in-law, this lady Ra. Lying in the corridor and watching, paralyzed. She can't do anything but watch. She's paralyzed, and she's watching this sucking there. And mm-hmm. she's mo- mo- that's the greatest moment in that film. It's kind of a triangle where human uh, humanism is its barest. Mm. Survival, humiliation, or lust and sex and any keeping alive, it's it's at at its barest. So it that then the movie has already risen into a grand scale opera. I think it's it reminds me of Tarantino. I think Tarantino (laughs) has been loving that movie. No, it's a great opera. And that's why I like opera, you know, because it makes the life in grand scale. Mm. So this is uh, this is in in uh, Tanbuk Park style. Yeah. And that's he is masterful. He's really masterful. And all these sex scenes, which are it's are very realistic in this film. It's we see everything, and we we are part of it. But yeah. But I don't mind it at all because it's really part 
it belongs to their thing and it's it's they are very real and they're very good and especially the girl let's go just like that how does she when you think about that all those all those cinematic people are all around watching filming and so on and they they do that exhausting passion <laughs> it's admirable but oh, you know this this film got the prize in Cannes Cannes, yeah. Cannes festival in in that year in 2009 it got a jury prize and when I heard that yeah it's it's uh, just right that it got the jury prize because mm-hmm. it gets to people jury is the people the people are watching and <laughs> when you are a person when you get into it you can't help but admiring <laughs> okay it's not a uh, technical or anything you know uh, yeah mm, it's it's the dirty life itself yeah that's why I like it it has the life in it mm-hmm when I was, um, when I was, uh, what's in the movie? I was making, I was making a lot of notes out of it, and after, after, after I was all of my notes, um, it really says how, how kind of all over the place the movie actually is, because that that was the fir- really first thing that really struck me. I, I kind of had to watch it like a couple of times to really get it and go get into it because there was so much it's yeah. like every scene and every dialogue and everything is full of something some kind of meaning or thing or detail and concept and afterwards when I was like looking around the node and I was kind of thinking thinking about the movie and everything I start I, I started to notice how many different themes and concepts the movie was tackling and it was like getting really crazy that I not seen in so many other movies like I I can just like and I I, I put them into a list mm-hmm. of all the like possible different small details and themes that yeah. the movie tackles and uh, I can I can tell you the list like yeah. this is just this is just yeah, a yeah. like fast list of the things that I noticed like it's really unbelievable that this movie actually talks about or includes themes of vampire mythology, incorporates religion, mortification of the flesh, sexual diseases, epidemia, the philosophical thoughts of crime and punishment, domestic violence, the fountain of youth, uh, ideas and moral dilemmas, good and evil. It actually also deals with the empowerment fantasy, embracing the natural self, uh, spiritual transcendence and sanctification, and just basic uh, relationship difficulties in the form of the love story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's and how, the family. Yeah, and the family Relation ideas. Difficulties yeah. in family. How, and how, how can one movie incorporate all of these things? It's really yeah. incredible. I, I was kind of really struck, like, even though I don't no matter how you feel about the movie, it's really uh, overwhelming amount of things that the movie can can uh, handle. And in some sense, to 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 put like all of this stuff together in the movie, it can even in paper and even in the movie itself, it can feel really like too much stuff. You know, yeah, it can feel re- really yeah. crazy. 
but Zhenwu Park has this really weird uh, skill to really balance them in some weird way that it, it yeah. doesn't feel mm. over, too overwhelming or it, that it works. It, yeah, he it has really makes it work. Ability. Yeah. Because I, I wrote a note when I watched it now and the fourth time. I I still have new things to see in it. It's such a film because so many. So I wrote that uh, every single scene is in its place. Nothing is too much or too little. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really amazing, correct. No? Yeah. With, with millions of things. Yeah. It keeps them in balance. And even I thought at the end. Know the, at that end, that it could have been a kind of blah, like a blah, really, <laughs> no. But we are lift, we are in that part already in the drive of go in that film. We are going with the drive, right, like in Mad Max, you know, to mm. the end. So we we can take that. The, yeah. Those shoes dropping there. It's we can take that. We can accept it, and mm. you feel. You feel good in the end. I, I I think it feels good because it like comes to an end finally. It's like this whole crazy story <laughs> and all this guy like you because they are so much stuck in their situation and the guy is just like this the woman is crazy. He she's see her No, I don't like, agree. She she she's she's totally psychotic and she embraces her uh, herself 100%, but it it's just like in the end it feels like the man the man and the 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 whole uh, relationship and the whole situation is like a living hell, you know. This is it's like the man has been trying to cope with his uh, vampire situation and all these things in as best as he can, and he is failing very clearly. And the woman just embraces her violent psychopathic. <laughs> vampire character and it's it's a total chaos for them. But think about the woman that the story says there we hear that she was left in that house when three years old, parents <laughs> disappeared she was left and the woman could have kicked her to the street no? and she didn't she kept her there as a slave kind of a servant and slave and in the end she had, she had to marry this idiotic son and very the, pathetic guy. <laughs> yeah, and he was a friend of this priest, which I don't understand. That's I didn't really understand. They were Why childhood friends, friends. But people are friends. That's They're childhood friends. Childhood, yeah, yeah, because he was and also And then he orphan. became a priest. Yeah, the priest was orphan. So, so anyway, so she's was forced to marry this idiotic, and she's completely different type of woman. So if she was grown up, in a good family with good parents, gone to school and university, and she could have been the prime minister of Korea, South Korea, or, or UN chief or something with that energy, to go into good. Yeah. She, was, she was exploding from all the terrible pressure she had to experience. It must have affected her very badly when the parents left her at three. Hmm. She was forsaken. So all that revenge she had when she got to revenge kind of live she lived her I, I like her like I like Nightcrawler. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So I don't think she's crazy. She's a result of that that treatment she got in life. That's true. She got yeah. bad cards cards. And in the end she got even bad cards to to meet that vampire. 
Yeah, I think you you have a point there. Uh, I think like in, it's interesting in, in this film that uh, all the characters feel very, in some ways, very extreme. Um, yeah, yeah. In, in their own roles yeah, they... and parts of the story, like the woman is very psychopathic. <laughs> how I, I how I see it, uh, uh, and the priest is very much dealing with those moral dilemmas and how to balance yeah. it with it. The husband is a complete idiot yeah. and horrible person. Like, mm-hmm. and but he's also a, like this mother's son, mm, like yeah. Aiden boy. Spoiled. Yeah, spoiled very. Extra, oh, it's so extremely spoiled. Like he could about... be also good in the end if he wouldn't be spoiled. And then there's the mother who is yeah. who is total nuts nutcase also. Uh, who who is totally obsessed by his son and spoils him completely and laughs at the at the woman. Brutal. Yeah, the woman falls um, down and her legs are bared and she's laughing. Yeah, at. she's laughing at this. It's completely mm-hmm. and 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 she takes her husband's side and when the husband dies and who takes the husband's side? Yeah, she takes. She she's she see the mother takes. The husband's side. No, the son, her son's side. She don't have a husband. No, it's, uh, sorry, I mean the husband, the woman's husband. The girl's husband. Yeah, that's the only husband I'm talking about. <laughs> but, okay. So, yeah, her son's side she takes. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and, <laughs> and then, and then throughout the rest of the film, she... We are like in this thriller of, you know, that... Yeah, it's a she, thriller. Because she, in the end, like, kind of knows who did it, who killed the husband to her son. Her son. Yeah, and even all of all the stuff that she witnesses and sees, and, and these vampires and everything, it's like... I'm really... I, I Personally, I was really surprised that she was still taking her son's side. Like, it's still... Like that, that it's still a bad thing that the husband died, <laughs> even though I didn't care about that son character. Died. Yeah, the husband, the son. Yeah. Yeah, but she was scared. It was obvious that you could identify yourself with the this mother-in-law, this older woman, this lady Ra, because she was really scared when she got realized that she's living with the vampires, paralyzed. She's paralyzed and all around her are vampires. This must have been the scariest thing in the world. Uh, I, I think I have a huge problem with connecting to these characters in ah, those yeah. emotional levels. I, I, can, I, 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 really feel, I cannot really feel anything for the sun of the mother, I cannot feel anything for the mother, I cannot feel anything for the woman, and the yeah. priest is kind of, nah, no, not really. Oh, you so cannot I, I, I cannot, for me it's not the, I cannot invest in those characters, oh. it's very hard. But a, but but then I, I understood something, which is yeah. like, explains a lot, and I kind of, because first Doing, first viewing this, it was hard for me to invest in these characters and really kind of get it. But then after other watchings and other things, I, and after realizing some things about it, I kind of started to get into it in the right perspective, in the right attitude. Uh-huh. And the, yeah, yeah. the thing what I realized is that it's the movie is based on a novel from 1867. 
by um, a writer called Emily Sola. Emil Emily Sola. Zola. It's a man. Yeah, and it, the novel is called, again, I don't know if I pronounce it correctly. Therese Rakan. Therese Rakan. Therese Rakan. Yeah. And this it was a very interesting realization that I kind of noticed that, ah, oh, it's not some book park's own story that he adapted. It's very loosely adapted. It's not a vampire story. Yeah, it's loosely adapted It's a loosely adapted, but, but the story and the characters are the same. And yeah. which is the, the, there is an affair, the woman and the man. There is the husband that is going to get killed. There's a mother that has a stroke. And then even the mother tries to reveal knowingly who uh, knowing who is the killers and then and then even the the ending is similar to the novel oh the, yeah of, of the, the whole, shoes and everything no i don't know the, the shoes and the sun but <laughs> but the situation that the mother is witnessing the event ah. happening oh, so yeah. even this kind of very interesting particular oh, scenes very so, interesting yeah i and, haven't read that book yeah and the, the and what really got me kind of triggered in, into it is that the Emily Emil Sola mm. said that in his own words that the story was an quote experiment with emotions and temperament yeah. rather than characters. Yeah, and it's it's so considered a, a naturalist. Yeah, uh, story. Exactly. And so I got it right. Yeah, yeah. So this is really like kind of opened uh, the right perspective to see this film. Yeah. It's not really in the end about the story or the characters. Like, no, it's, it's really yeah. about this their emotions, yeah. and temperament. So it's that's why it feels all over the place. That's why it feels so kind of crazy that I said before that. It's and I don't mean it as a negative thing. I mean it as that it really just tries to really explore that side of humanity and life in all of these different themes. Yeah. And actually, like uh, this, I can feel this this same kind of theme or this same kind of uh, all the movies. You can really start seeing this oeuvre. Yeah. Of, of his style yes, in his in his uh, movies that um, and and the inspiration and the source that he kind of gets that because then he made uh, the American uh, Stroker. Stoker. Stoker. My with, yeah, yeah, which also kind of feels that same kind of uh, that same kind of uh, uh, approach to these characters and to the story. Yeah. And now his second movie is is going to be also adapted from a book. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The Handmaiden, which is... Uh, yes, I, re- I read the title. I'm waiting. You know that his oeuvre, like you said, mm-hmm. it's it's proven to me to be very appealing. It's just the films I like. I love them. So I especially wait for his films and I watch them. I agree with all he says. Mm. Yes. It's enormous enjoyment to. He explains the emotions right and what's going on inside people. Yeah. Or at least me. Maybe it, it depends. You know, it, when you when I think about this, let the right one in and lovers left alive and other beautiful, good films. 
this is um, completely something else. And anyway, I I think that for me, I choose this the best vampire film. <laughs> Even you know what? This priest, he's not born a vampire a thousand years ago or hundreds of years and so on. Only yesterday. They transfused him and he became with blood and he became vampire. Yeah. And then he feels bad and the whole story is that he gets suddenly to be vampire, he struggles with it and in the end he has no solution but to end end him himself. And in the yeah. same yeah. He has no solution and it's a very short time he's a vampire. Yeah, yeah, in the end, exactly. And Yeah, it's a very different story of any other vampire film. Uh, yeah, and it's very different. And I really liked how they they really um, got really into that that feeling of when he uh, uh, transforms into a vampire. He yeah. he he goes through uh, the levels of like a physical transformation, but then like a mental transformation. Oh, like, wasn't that well done? Yeah, like physically he starts hearing stuff and it's kind of overwhelming things and he cannot really comprehend. His body cannot take it and he just collapses. <laughs> like he just, it's yeah. like this sudden like level up, you know, like transcendence of, of some kind. But did you... And then, did, yeah. And then he has this uh, mental uh, struggle, which is kind of a longer struggle. Like physically we can we can go through that that buffer that that the the to to reach kind of another level but then to to mentally and you know psychologically to understand and to adapt to that kind of some kind of level like the way the, uh, for me it really struck very beautifully the way he he's repulsive he, he he's repulsed to drink blood he needs because he really yeah. feels yeah. like the earth and that the source of his life force is in that blood. But then when he he when he goes to the coma patient and then he has to drink, he tries to drink his blood. But it's it's disgusting. He's disgust yeah. of this act, and he he he's like kind of um, rejecting it. You know that to to do this to to to. To, to take the life force from somebody else and I really like that that because in some other vampire movies it's kind of done in a way that they cannot help it and they just kind that, of enjoy it you know it's yeah, just, enjoy you know, it just for it like yeah and they just like um, they it's kind of uh, something beautiful amazing mm, oh I want to have it you know you know oh, now I desire this blood but to him it's like but he, he's Catholic priest yeah, and of course the woman just kind of embraces it. You yeah, know, like in her Ava, style. Ava in uh, Lovers Left Alive. They are the same type. Passionate. Yeah, they really. have the same, yeah. Embrace, yeah. Embracing that natural self. And how does Chan Wook Park solve this, uh, the, what you explained just now, with that his reluctance to... He suddenly moves to a scene where he's hanging with his toes upside down behind on the outside the house and watching in the bathroom <laughs> like a bat you remember just like that he makes us believe that we have to take it or leave it 
Yeah. I love that picture. I just love it. He has a back with him even there, I think. It was in a hanging upside down outside. Yeah, it's down. it's the I, I really like the outfit of the he he's all the time all throughout the movie is like wearing this uh, priest clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very long dress and it looks like a vampire. He looks yeah. even as a priest he looks like a vampire. It's Only a, the white collar. He had this collar in, in the neck. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he has this black hair. It's very kind of gothic. But what do you think about him? He's he's this actor. Is is this um, uh, Song Kang Ho? Is is in the Korean his name? So he has a very big head. We see a lot of his head in the in the near picture, and then in anyway, I would think that he's a very uh, know. Chuck, thick man or something, but no, he's a slim type <laughs> with a big head. Yeah, very amazing type of uh, uh, body structure he has. <laughs> it's, it's, and anyway, he just looks like a Catholic priest, but uh, of course he's a Korean actor. So mm. uh, anyway, it's it's they, it's a perfect solution for all those and the mother-in-law. She's marvelous. The way yeah, she it was really good. And, yeah, I really liked the yeah. actor also. It's, yeah, they it's, they, it's, they, it's, they went so fully like all the vampires. <laughs> they went fully into the yeah, and even the <laughs> even the husband, it's really uh, well acted. But what what do you, what do you mean like that? You said that this was the, really the best vampire film because like we selected now like we have been talking about already free um, free vampire movies and let the right one in our lovers of life and you said earlier beginning that you don't I've really seen 20 or 30 or 40 films and this is the best yeah that you that you didn't really like vampires and you don't you think they yes. are ridiculous <laughs> and they that you uh you don't, you don't get the fangs and all this stuff and all and and all the this supernatural like they don't exist uh, so you cannot really believe in them but then Only Lovers Left Alive really got you into this vampire because of how they incorporated the vampire theme into the drama and it wasn't really a vampire movie it was like a drama that incorporated vampires and also let the right one in but The Thirst is really like a vampire movie and you said yourself that this is really the best vampire movie. It's also you a horror don't talk movie. About. Yeah, it's a horror movie. And I'm movie. not into horror movies either. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But it's it's more like I could say that it's more like um, uh, it's horror movie. Maybe I'm just kind of uh, I you could say that it's kind of horror, but it's Some like. It's, there is more like psychological said. horror. It's, yeah, it's yeah. like a thriller. It's more like a psychological thriller. Yeah, he himself said Because that it's more it's about the love yeah. triangle and certain crimes being acted more than the vampire. But there is kind of gory stuff and a lot of blood. And this is more like if you, like we said earlier, that yeah, you could you could watch Let the Ride On In and Only Lovers Left Alive with people who don't necessarily like horror and vampires, but first you kind of have to accept. Yeah, you have yeah. to accept some certain horror yeah. elements in it. Yeah. And but they are not. I I really like, uh, of course, still. Just to say that I that 
I like that they don't have weird faces and masks. They're not monsters, just just humans who have it's empowerment fantasy. They they just become super strong and drink blood and very violent. Mm. That's so it. you want to know why I? Yeah. So, but please say like why why why, why does this best? why why do you like this as a vampire movie? Because you didn't like vampire movies and you liked these previous vampire movies because they they were more or less of a vampire movie. Why did you now suddenly with this movie you felt so connected to it, of that vampire? Well, it it uh, it's explained why the, the temperament of the movie, it fits me. I'm that type also. Like, I feel it in me. And mostly... First, see, I had to see it four times. I haven't seen yet. I have something to ask you about, which I didn't understand still. But uh, it's the cinematography. It's the way it's filmed. Mm-hmm. It's filmed art. In No, I'm an art person. I With paintings and things and so on. Yeah. So, so that's like, it's um, with the right compositions, in the right places, with the right colors, and even moving the actors. They're not like even paintings, they're they are moving there and they're doing the actions and with feelings. It's mm. all with feelings. So it's extraordinary. It, it's really something wonderful in front of you. you I, I didn't feel like it's um, it's a movie. No, like mm. when when I look at Lovers Left Alive, I I see it as a movie, mm-hmm. perfect movie which I'm watching. I'm, no, and they also let the right one in, mm-hmm. the others. But this one I didn't feel like a movie. I felt it. Who he went straight through the borders. This. He went straight through the screen into me, and they are in it, and I like that. I, I, it really, it really sounds the same way of how you would describe Kim Ki Duk and his films. Ah, like, yeah? yeah, it really yeah. S- sounds like you you described Kim Ki Duk, another South Korean filmmaker, um, with that same passion, with that same that he moves the world. You know he ah, yeah, and yeah. and in some sense I can see Thirst as very much like a Kim Ki Duk film of how he also is his characters are and and stories are very eccentric and can be violent and and yeah but you remember you the scene to, yeah you remember the scene in, in this film it's where the f- first time when they start to make love this um, priest and the girl in, yeah. I think was it in the hospital was it in the hospital the girl has with her this little scissors Mm -hmm. she had this little scissors she works in the clothing store which she does these strange things so she gets hit with the scissors into the into the shoulder I think, or was the priest biting her? But in anyway, it was one time when the scissors went into her, and and they are making love. This is the first time she's making love, except the husband. There. Yeah. And the husband is idiotic and never been a really good lover. I understand. Mm-hmm. So, so she says 
line like, is this it how it's supposed to feel? That I'm why I'm feeling so good? Is this is how it's supposed to feel? Mm. Yeah, and the priest makes it because they are they are you know, excuses that they are vampires. He can make you know, this love, but but that's how it's supposed to feel, and that's like Kimki Duke in Mebius. Mm. Same kind of that you feel pain and you feel all kinds of things with sex. It's uh, that's how it is. Yeah, that's uh, how I, I would feel like there's this connection between these films. This Chanluk Park has amazing ability to understand little things. He's like Haneke. Mikhail Haneke or somebody, or Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. No? His little things, everything is in place and he understands it. Why? Why? He has the ground, basic, why the things happen. They are really true. They ring you true because they have the base. Yeah. They are not pretended. And but let me ask you a question: Is that going back to the vampire that you like this as a vampire movie? Like, well, would you think this movie would work, or could you like it also without the vampire? Because you you described also about the. The characters and the emotions and all this that you liked. Well, could it be also the same movie without the vampires? I think not. I think it needs that spice of vampire. So what did you like about the vampire element in it? What what was it about that? That they went in straight. I think the vampirism helped them go through the line, limits. Mm. Because they couldn't help themselves. They would have stopped in some kind of morality or something, but they went through, through to be themselves, mm. fully. And the end, they understood that it's not possible, and they had to. Finish. Yeah, and this this kind of sounds. This is very much the common way of why we, they use vampirism. Mm. This is the yeah. kind of vampire mythology. The element of vampires in movies is to to put characters through certain barriers and limitations mm. then it puts them into the sit- certain other situation that they couldn't have. It's kind of opens the door to a more darker or more kind of unknown territories of human nature or... Ah, that's what Johan Sfar said. He, you know this Johan Sfar, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he's a man a French artist who is mm-hmm. amazing, amazing and he made a, a book, comic book, drawn, 553 pages of his grandfather's story. He made his grandfather's story of history as a vampire. He changes... (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful! His real grandfather, Arthur Haftel, who came to France from uh, Russia, had to escape. So he describes him as a vampire, and he makes this uh, with uh, amazing. I I really t- uh, recommend this book. So he says that uh, we need horror stories in that hmm. we need horror stories in our lives. Yeah. That that was that's why I want to tell about him. Mm. And this, why there are so many horror stories with all kinds of horror stories, like even. He's, he's starting with Golem, Nosferatu, mm. and, and uh, Sherlock Holmes, and Louis, Louis Carroll, you know, Alice in Wonderland, no? No, what about it? 
Well, I don't remember exactly. It's all there in that book, what he tells. But when I think about, um, it's <clears throat> there kind of a horror in it, no? Through the looking class, with yeah, 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 yeah. And I, can, I, can, I can see. Yeah. Then, then he goes to Humphrey Bogart, Serge Gainsbourg, Gustav Klimt, this great uh, artist in Vienna. Mm. Yeah, and uh, Todd Browning, Lon Chini, Bela Lugosi, Fritz Lang, Kali, Gary Wilder, Lubitsch. So then Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, that's a horror story. <laughs> Yeah, and then he has this rabbi's cat. He has his he's drawing the rabbi rabbi's cat. The rabbi's cat. Rabbi's cat, hmm. and so he has a lot of cats in that also. The vampires, <laughs> there are a lot of cats. So he has made movies. I recommend very nice. Yeah, yeah. Movies. So, but the main point was that he he says that we need horror stories, and he's right. Yeah, I I'm also uh, I can. Uh, agree on that. Yeah, Maybe but uh, not. We don't need the horror stories when the horror is happening. Then we can't even read. You can't read detective stories or look horror films if uh, somebody's building up barricades and you are making revolution or pogrom or something. Mm. Only afterwards and the next generations. Yeah, it's like it's it's a it, uh, storytelling. It's something else than. Uh, when you are experiencing something, it's done something completely different. Yeah. And it's... Uh, this is life itself. No? It's, that's it. Horror belongs to life. Yeah. Um, so sometimes you can leave, leave out steam by Stoker <laughs> or, or yeah. Lady, Lady Vengeance or, or it Thirst. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's so very. That's why I like it. That's why I think it's the best. So, but so you kind of started to like horror movies in this way after seeing. I can't say that any. I I can't put it general. It depends on the film who is doing it. Charlock mm. Park knows how to do it. But you didn't like horror movies before. You, no, you, but you, you Stoker. I was I was like a dream after Stoker. <laughs> no, no, but again, I don't think Stoker is a horror movie. I think it's again like a thriller. Yeah, oh, I don't know what is a horror movie. Yeah, uh, but this is a kind of, kind of goes into my whole like. It's it's sometimes hard to see if some horror movies is a thriller or a horror movie, and they they often include both things. So it's not really in the end, it's not important. Is it something else? Because it can be both. It can yeah. be a horror movie and a thriller, and horror can be trans defined in so many different ways. Uh, but for sure we can say that Thirst is more horror than than the two other movies that we saw. And we are now uh, starting to get almost an hour of our uh, podcast, so if, if there is still something you want to say? Oh yeah, I, I would... I want, I'm waiting to tell you something very funny about Pedro Almodovar. Yeah? Almodovar, he's my favorite, one one of the favorites, as good as uh, Jean-Luc Park. Yeah. So I I love to watch all his films. And he, by the way, had in Cannes now uh, in competition a film, Julieta, mm, or yeah. Julieta. I think maybe in the first Spanish it's Julieta because it's, uh, it's not pronounced like Julieta. Yeah. 
I don't know. So anyway, so I was watching his films. Every now and then I watch them again because mm. they're my favorites and they are so fun, so fun. <laughs> so, so one of the films I saw lately was, uh, 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 again I saw, was Broken Embraces. Oh. Yeah, Broken Embraces, which is not got so much uh, stars with and critics and everything, but mm. for me there are five stars, all of them, <laughs> really something. So there is in Broken Embraces, there's a story which is in the story, a film making a film. Uh, it's about a director, a director who has troubles in his life and he makes films and he becomes blind and so on and he, he takes another name to, for himself he calls himself Harry Kane mm. which is a part of course Harry Kane you know yeah but this is Harry Kane yeah yeah so he's Harry Kane and uh, he has all kinds of things and uh, love uh, mistress and so on and everything and a woman who who is helping him with his movies mm -hmm. is uh, have a, has a son, Diego. And uh, while this hurricane is having a romance with Penelope Cruz, yeah, and, yeah, wonderful story. I just recommend to you to look at it, <laughs> live with it, feel with it, and laugh also. So anyway, he's he's blind, so he can't make a direct films anymore, but he's writing uh, scripts. It actually sounds like a Woody Allen movie. There is a Woody Allen movie where uh -huh, Woody, Woody Allen plays as a director Which and one he starts films? losing his sight and he cannot direct anymore and he has to direct the whole thing blind. Oh, that would be really, what is that film? I have to see it because here they make, in this director in Broken Embraces, this Harry Kane, has made an earlier film called Women with Suitcases, and they repeat some parts of that film. Mm. Is And it's straight from the winning on the nervous breakdown, on the verge of nervous breakdown by Almodovar. In the same apartment, the same happenings, the everything, because they are with suitcases. He just calls it the Women with Suitcases. <laughs> in fact, it's this Almodovar's film, uh, Women on the ne verge of, of nervous breakdown. Okay. It's just, it's a blast to see. It's well slapstick and things, but in a very dramatic and it's, it's, um, it's, uh, like, it, whatever. So, the, it has to be seen. You can't describe it. So anyway, we come to Diego. Mm. Yeah, my point is on Diego. Because then it comes to Harry Kane, who is blind and writing a script, and then <clears throat> this woman's son, Diego, is there, is already a, a young adult, and he starts to write the script with the hurricane, and it, it uh, comes out that he's really his son. The woman tells in the end, when she gets drunk, you know, she tells that, okay, this Diego is your son, <laughs> yeah. and they are all the time been together, but that's very Almodovar. They don't <laughs> into it much drama, you know, drama that way, that, okay, terrible, terrible. They never say terrible, terrible. They only take, okay, he's my son. Mm. So they write this script, and then then the, uh, this hurricane says to 
to this Diego that uh, what should we write about? What script will we make? So Diego says, oh, let's make a vampire film. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, I, I, you know, I'm writing this this uh, idea here that there's a vampire who's uh, working in the blood service, taking blood from people, Red Cross, you know? <laughs> yeah. And in Spanish Red Cross or something, and it's called Dona Sanger. I don't know how to pronounce it right, but Dona mm-hmm. Sanger. It means in Spanish, it's a Spanish by give blood. Mm-hmm. Donate blood. Don't so, let's make a film which the woman is called Donna Sanger and, and she's working. She's called Donna Sanger and is working as a vampire in the blood service. And then she turns into a, a wolf. Uh, what? what is what is this wolf? Who the is werewolf? Werewolf, yeah, <laughs> Werewolf, and he blasts out the whole story of this vampire, and the, the father, who has, has just heard that Diego is his, his son, he's really happy. Oh, you can write the script. Oh, you are good, you are good, write it. And he has been doing love stories, this director, before all the time, all different completely. But this is a young man with a new, modern, ways, style. So we have to make this, uh, you know, let him make a vampire film. <laughs> but I love it that the, the woman's name is Donna Sanger. So would you like to meet a woman on the street, like a friend or somebody who is called Donna Sanger? Donate blood. What? You know what it's in Finnish? No. Donate, but... Where is No, no, but what is called this woman? Donna Sanger. Yeah. She's called Anna Verta. Anna Verta. Donate blood. Like Donna. It's... Donna. <laughs> it's the name. <laughs> yeah, it fits really well. Yeah. It actually sounds really like a, like a Finnish name. Yeah, it sounds. And also in Spanish it sounds. Dona, Dona. Maybe it's Donia, Dona. Dona Sanger. Donate blood. That was the name of the place. So, this is the type of Almodovar that it's packed, packed full, like this Sanvuk Park, packed full of really good things and uh, very ground, very basic. They they have a base, they have a ground on them. Mm-hmm. And you can enjoy all that intelligence, which is, it's just flying around like sparkling. <laughs> yeah. <Now> I, <laughs> so you can understand why I like them both. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of colors. <laughs> yeah. Um, Verta. So, how many points did you give to Thirst? Well, five. Yeah. Five out of five, of course. <laughs> but it, you said that it wasn't a perfect movie. Yeah, I don't see any fault. All is based. But you, but you you said that the Only Lovers of the Live is a perfect movie. Yeah. But this wasn't a perfect movie. No, no, this is not a perfect movie. 
So how can it have five stars? Because it has everything, all the other, what the love is left alive, and only in the story, inside the story, it's not. It tells us that being good is not possible. Being kind is not possible. You mm. cannot avoid being also bad. So, so they don't succeed in that. That's the. That's inside the story. Of course, it's the story, and it's. Mm. That's that's why it's not perfect movie, but it's a perfect movie. Mm. You can't believe people like that that you cannot be kind. You cannot. Yeah. They they like will fall from the cliff like they in the end they had this cliff they could no. Mm. Yeah. What do you? Th- what? What do you think? It's uh, about the stars. I I gave it eight out of ten. Don't be so stingy. What? <laughs> Why? Because I, it's <laughs> because I, I couldn't really get into the characters. I, it's not my kind of uh, story, you know. I, I I'm not really into these characters. In what the end. kind of is a story of those? Well, I like let the right one in and only lovers left alive. It's not because this. Um, I don't really mind the story. I don't really mind the characters. I can I can understand and I can I can feel them. I can I I see your point about the girl. I I don't dislike the girl and it's just that um they are so all of the characters are so eccentric for me and it's a little bit too much for me. It's so chaotic. Um but it's, it's all based grounded. It has a point. I can feel like where the movie works because of that, and it's a good movie because of that, and I really kind enjoy it. I I don't know if I would watch it many times again because I just don't. Uh, they they have this energy in their acting, but I there's just this personal thing that I I I don't really. I'm not in with the scenes, and I'm not in with the with the why. I wouldn't watch it again to to view all those scenes and things because I kind of feel very kind of distant uh, to that. And also, for like I said earlier, the, I mentioned somewhere very uh, of that the I feel very rejected by all the sounds of the film. Whenever Sound. they are kissing or sucking and doing, uh, it's all this <laughs> all the horrible. Yeah. Uh, sucking sound and it's just it's real kind of repulsive and and really kind of distances me from the movie and also I uh, in the end like story wise I'm um, yeah like like I said also in the end I'm kind of happy that it ended and I'm happy that they got out of it because oh. it was too much for me to live with this hell and this situation and this 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 thing it was such a tormentation for the characters, I felt, uh, at least for the priest, um, that it just kind of felt re- the ending as a relief, in a way, you know. And so I cannot really... Um, I, w- I, I usually give like 10 out of 10 to movies that are really personal. They really personally touch me and I can really live with them. And I can feel myself inside of them, in 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 inside these films. 
um, that there's something of me, you know, and nine out of ten uh, would classify into a like a real masterpiece, you know, or a real like, but in a way that it's not a, in a personal level. And I felt like it just couldn't, for me, reach those heights. But 8 out of 10 is already, like, is a high-quality movie. It's it's one of the best, you know, I can say. But, Maybe um, there are not many people who think this is... Yeah, I, I, can, I can feel like, as a vampire movie, let's say, I think this is a really great vampire movie. It, if you like vampires, it incorporates a lot of really good... Uh, that vampire mythology and it really gives uh, again and a whole another way of looking at the vampires and also again a traditional vampire because it's more like a love triangle and like emotional ex- experiment than a real mm. character story uh, and it's very eccentric in its own way so it's very very different um, but the for example, I, I I like much more Chang Mook Park's other movies. Very uh, ah. in a personal level, like I like I love Old Boy. I really like the Sympathy trilogy. The, uh, the Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Yeah, and, and then Old Boy, you of course. You told me of those then, and I watched them, and I was really happy that you said you told yeah. me. Yeah, and that's why I went to see Stokovic For me, was yeah. Movie. You've you've kind of seen most of Chamuk Park's or all of his film and you like all of them. Yeah, I even like this I'm a Seaberg and uh, it's Yeah, okay. I like that. It's also very it's eccentric. Very yeah. But there's this I, I like it because there's a there's this this heart in it, you know, there's this it's such a sweet movie in the end. Yes, it's very it's different from his other movies. And I like that he, he experiments with different things. And I like Stoker uh, a lot. Uh, I like very much that he's he's contemplating on that idea in this thirst that what is good is it possible to be good and he's, it's, it's a very good uh, thing he does. Yeah, it's in some sense it's very plain for because I for me usually with vampires it's very hard for me to take in all the religious stuff because it's in the end I don't feel like vampires need to incorporate no, religion. Yeah. Like, for example, um, a good example would be the Swedish film Let the Right One In and the American version lets me in that the American version has huge amount of Christian dialogue, a a lot of mentioning about Christians, Christianity and religion and uh, devil and stuff like that, where in the Let the Right One In kind of just let it kind of sit in the back, you know, it's not, it's just a certain moral dilemma, it's not a spiritual mm-hmm. dilemma, and Only Lovers Left Alive kind of takes it all out, which I like, that it just doesn't talk about Christianity and religion, because vampires doesn't have to involve that, it's, it's, it's a, for me it's a very loose thing to, uh, to connect vampires and Christianity somehow together with the cross and all these things. It's for me a little bit stupid. In the end, it's fun, but mm-hmm. it's if, if I start thinking about it, it's there's no logic in it for me. And in this movie, it's like very easy that it, it takes all of that. It's kind of hammers into you straight from the beginning that, see, it's a priest that becomes a vampire. So there, there's your religious team. 
you know, but it balances it out in the end very well. It, the execution is is uh, it works, but it's mm -hmm. kind of very it's it balances so hard, you know, like it's so easy to to make that not work. And but they also an old boy. Was it old boy? Yeah. So there it's about it's good and bad and the balance. He's going with that, no? Yeah, like like the whole trilogy trilogy. Mm. The, I mean the the revenge trilogy. Yeah. It's 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 all about those moral yeah, and, dilemmas. And you feel really sympathy, like in the name even. Yeah. You feel sympathy for those those Yeah, yeah, mm. and but but of course those are totally out of the whole religious talk and what yeah. I'm saying that when he makes a vampire movie, it's like he 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 paints with the largest strokes the whole religion thing all over it. Yeah, like that it's all it's the whole God thing and and but it explores these themes and it does it well better than many other vampire movies that mm. just put Christianity well, for for the sake of mm. it. You know they don't have any purpose in it. But this movie the the religion has a purpose and that I like. Somehow I'm I'm completely with the Korean directors Kim Ki-duk and Chan <laughs> Park and the others too. So uh, I'm completely with them. I, more, in fact, than I'm with Abbas Kiarostami, so nice things or somebody, you know? Mm. Mm. It's even if I, I, of course, I love them and so. Yeah. But this rela release somehow steam and feelings. Yeah. Yeah, you should watch more the South Korean. There is a, a lot of really good South Korean movies mm. of all kind of directors. Ah, was it South Korean this this uh, movie which was called uh, Memories of Murder? Yeah, you should watch that. Bong Joon Hoon Hoon. Mm. Bong That's Joon really good. Hoon from 2004. It's a true story which uh, also they made from it a Spanish. Film called Isla Minima. I think. Yeah, whatever. It's sure, 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 but no, it's very good film. You know, I went to see it. Ah, yeah. Sure, sure, but it's the what is called the Swamp Murders. Ah, yeah, films. okay. Yeah, uh, Alberto <laughs> Rodriguez. So, that's so right. he made after, but but this Bong Joon Hoon, they they are not afraid, and they give way or they show road to the westerners. And um, you should maybe just kind of go watch this director's other movies. The, he's called the Yon Ho Pong. Who's uh, this? Is this this Bong Yon Hun. Yon Hun yes. Bong because they put their surname first. And yeah, other films of him. Yeah, the, he made a he made a monster movie called The Host, which uh -huh. is great. You should uh -huh. just watch it. It's it's really good. Huh? And then he made with a movie that I haven't not seen, but it's called Mother, which maybe you would like. Because, because it's, it's Mother. Have you seen it? You <laughs> no, haven't seen it. No, I have it. not seen it. But so it, well, it, who knows what the Mother is there? Well, <laughs> it kind of fits with all these these violent movies of South Korea that we that we uh, we have been talking about and. Um, or thriller movies, let's say, because there's a lot of good crime thriller coming out of. I, I will give you a list of yeah. good. But of here this. they 
And they then, compare this uh, Young Hun Bong to David Lynch. No, David Lynch has got uh, from there. What? From David Lynch yeah. productions, uh, they echo from here, from Korea, from Bong Young Hun. What do you, how do you pronounce this name? <laughs> you mean David Lynch? Yeah. Has inspiration from South Korea. From Memories of Murder and so on. Ah, okay. Because people disappear and there are horrors and things and so but on. But David Lynch made before those movies. Movies. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. And also the, the one last from the same director. But maybe it's the other way. Maybe he got from David Lynch. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So okay. I don't. Because Lynch made already in the yeah, 70s movies or something. Yeah, okay, no, no. Okay, but we are now all over the place. I mean, I just want to say, for the last movie, um, he also made very... 2013, he made a kind of an action movie called Snowpiercer. Yes, with, with this Chan Wook Park made it. No, Yon Ho Pong. Yeah, look again. No, Yon Ho Pong made it. You think so? Yeah, he's the director. And the writer. Uh, so I'm curious about that movie anyway. I heard the name and I did. These names are too difficult. I have to learn Korean. So so, so I, I want you to see Snowpiercer because I want to hear what you think about it. Have you seen it? I have seen it, yeah. What year is then? 2013. 2013. So <laughs> uh, for me, Snowpiercer, it sounds like you go to ski on the somewhere on the mountains. It's so boring here in Finland. You go to ski on mountains. Every day stuff. So I didn't even pay attention. Why do you give a name Snowpiercer? Yeah, it's a, it's a stupid name, but. But you say it's a good film. Uh, I I didn't say that it's a good film. I don't say anything about it. Uh -huh, okay. I just want you to see it and then. I want to hear what you think. Maybe we will do a podcast about it. And it's a Bong Yoon. Yeah, Bong Yoon Ho or Yoon Ho Bong. We yeah. don't really know how, which way and no, how. No, they make pronounced. life so difficult. But yeah. Maybe that's their protection. We don't. They can be in peace. Okay, Snowpiercer. And I, I think Chan Woo Park was like the producer of that film or something. Uh, he, helped, how, he helped yeah, a yeah. lot with that movie. Aha, uh -huh, okay. That's how I... Mm. Okay, so I hope I was not really too much all over the place because this, the, well, you can't talk calmly about this. Yeah, that's. I think it's because of the movie itself. That's that's what I meant. It's all over it the place. It doesn't make movie. you calm, but it's. It's not a calm movie. It's really no. crazy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you are into it, so I think <laughs> um, we are way over time already, but. Uh, mm -hmm. things were said that needed to be said and next we will talk about like we will quit for this episode and we will continue on the next episode with the fourth vampire movie yeah. which uh, we will then reveal yeah. and uh, hope you hope to hear you next time <laughs> yeah. If that and even thanks, makes sense. Thanks to all the listeners. Yeah, thanks to if, all the listeners. Mm. And uh, see you next time. Yeah, bye. Bye bye. 
You have been listening to PC Movie Club podcast hosted by me, Aaron, and my mother Lisa. To learn more about our episodes, you can go to pcmovieclub.com and look up more content of our podcast, like for example a detailed timeline of the topics discussed in each episode, and a summarized list of the movies we mentioned, in case something caught your ear but you missed the title. Not to forget to mention, of course, our amazing unique cover illustrations for every podcast and article done by either me or my mother. The great guitar piece you heard under the sound effects and dialogue from a movie in the opening theme was composed by talented Spanish artist Javier Suarez, God, I hope I pronounced his name correctly, who offers original music through his website betterwithmusic.com to be used in all kinds of audiovisual projects under the Creative Commons license. So do check out his music. I hope you enjoyed your time with us as much as we enjoyed making it.